So I just want to give you a kind of state of the union update on where the five-year forward view has got to, particularly in terms of the new care models that we talked about there. The good news is that we are moving from the uh, warm glow of elation in having produced a consensus statement about where the health service wants to uh, be headed over the next five years, which has both revealed and cemented broad agreement across the country and across the political parties. Beyond that, to the sleeves rolled up job of actually getting going on some of the hard work for implementation. And so today we are announcing that we are authorising the first 65 CCGs, clinical conditioning groups across the country, to take on full delegated responsibility for their primary care services right across the country. This is obviously a vote of confidence in CCGs. It's a way of kick-starting the investment that we need in primary care, and it's a way of giving local parts of the country some of the tools that they need in order to do the fundamental care redesign that was talked about in the five-year forward view. Secondly, last Monday was the date in which we asked people to send their two-page billet doux uh, in the form of applications for the new care models. And we received 268 uh, applications from different parts of the country. So we're really very pleased indeed with the breadth and strength of the interest in redesigning care. Not as an end in itself, but as a means to broader system change. And I think it's always worth just starting this conversation about new care models with why are we doing this. This is not just something that we are undertaking for its own value. We are doing it because in order to deliver on what uh, Don Berwick uh, describes as the triple aim that everybody in this room is familiar with, improving health, improving the quality of individual patient care, and doing so as effective stewards of the resources available to us, in order to deliver on that triple aim, we need a triple integration. And that triple integration is the increasing integration of primary and specialist health services, physical and mental health services, health and social care services. Now, in the abstract, that mantra, not quite liberty, equality and fraternity, but uh, on a par as a bumper sticker, sounds all well and good. The question is, how do we make that real? And the applications that we've had for the vanguardistas are exactly what that will look like when it becomes real. So of the 268 applications that we've received, 170 of them have been for what were described as the multi-specialty community providers, i.e. GPs, primary care services, social care services, community health services, mental health services in some cases, together with specialist services coming together in an out-of-hospital configuration to take population accountability for driving change against that triple integration agenda. And around 50 of the applications have been hospital systems working with their GPs and community health services, and in some cases social care as well, wanting to form fully integrated organisations to deliver against that capitated delegated budget for their populations. So how are we going to kind of uh, make some smart choices about which of these 268 we should back with the share of the 200 million of transformation funds that we have at our disposal from that first April. Well, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to ask the 268, or at least a uh, shortlist thereof, themselves to help make that decision. 
So this is going to be a bit like Eurovision-style voting. The point about these vanguards is not just that they will do good things in particular parts of the country, but that they will be useful exemplars and share learning with the rest of the country as well. And so it's right that the majority of places that have expressed an interest should themselves get to help decide which of their number gets that initial backing in year one. Exactly how this will work, I think, remains... uh, We will have to see. I don't know whether it will be like Belgium voting for France in the Eurovision or Latvia and Estonia. Uh, But uh, nevertheless, I think it's the right principle alongside other parties, third sector, social care, uh, NHS bodies that will also help with that selection process. So what we're looking for here are not just a set of interesting uh, plans and propositions. We're looking for the quality of local relationships, the ability on the back of that to drive meaningful change early on and to demonstrate a double benefit that we need to drive health improvement and to put your part of the local health service on a financially sustainable trajectory given the funding envelope that we're likely to be dealing with over the course of the next five years. So the sorts of examples we've seen in terms of applications so far, a large city in the top half of the country proposing uh, the complete pooling of its local authority social care budget, the NHS budget, an integrated uh, provider organisation sitting underneath that with the primary and social care brought together. We have seen a number of models where GPs are coming together at scale to take on full responsibility alongside community health services, in some cases with hospital consultants becoming part of these new care models. Uh, These are the sorts of ideas that people are wanting to get going on and wanting to test. So that's the kind of state of play in terms of the forward uh, movement on the forward view in terms of care models. But I do just want to say a few other things that pull out a couple of the themes from the thoughtful paper which I welcomed this morning from the King's Fund on Fordview implementation. And one of the big questions is, what is going to be different this time round, given that part of the reason there was such a consensus around the Fordview is that it goes with the grain of some of the stuff that uh, a number of us have been talking about for quite a while. Well, one of the differences is, of course, that this time we don't have a choice. I think it is pretty clear across the health service that we are at a pivotal moment where either we move to something quite different or we see services begin to run into the sand. And for that reason, I think people are up for more profound and transformational change than they have been at any point, certainly in the last decade. But more positively, I think it's built on a recognition that we are going to need to back the policy intention with investment decisions. And so we cannot continue to underinvest in primary and mental health services at a time when we are talking about the need for strong out-of-hospital services to uh, help relieve the rate of increase in pressure that genuinely is being experienced inside the hospitals. We've got to make sure that the national policy gubbins aligns with the uh, direction of travel that people are wanting to pursue locally. I don't think we should fixate on things like governance structures and administrative arrangements because actually, at least not yet, uh, because what the applications from the vanguards are showing are that people have got creative workarounds. The more important thing is what is the clinical energy and the support of local communities, the third sector that is actually going to drive this forward. We can then do a tidying up exercise on some of this governance stuff when we've created some genuine facts on the ground, but let's not spend the next 18, 24 months obsessing about all that. And I think 
The reality, of course, is that even where we have these new care models up and going beginning next year, the vast majority of the health service will not be covered by these new care models. And therefore, we've also got to get more serious during the course of the next year about a series of more profound changes across the health service that will affect everybody, and in particular will help people manage within the financial constraints which we are inevitably going to face. And so we've got a big agenda that we've got to get going on on workforce. We've got a big agenda on tech. We've got a big agenda on infrastructure, property, real estate, as a way of unlocking some of the assets that we've got that we can redeploy those investments for the changes we need. So there is a, there is a big transformational agenda that's going to apply, it's going to have to apply right across the health service beginning next year, notwithstanding the brilliance of the uh, vanguardistas as they get going. So we're not going to be short of things to do, but the reality with all of this stuff is that it is not just because it's got a fancy name or it looks pretty, as some of you who uh, have heard me uh, talk before, it is by their fruits that ye shall know them. And so the test for these vanguards, the test for all these other changes, are the extent to which we are seeing concrete improvement, both in the quality of care, in the health of the populations, and in the financial sustainability of local health systems. So why don't I leave it there? Hear from Chris, put me right, and then uh, we'll get into the discussion. Thanks. <laughs>